0: And here we go. Well, this is Colleen Cook, and I'm pleased to welcome you here. What a great group! We've got some good experience here, and then there's some some new folks listening in as well. Um, surely happy about that. This session is an important one, I think. You know, three essentials that you need to know before weight loss surgery. Um, and so, my name is Colleen Cook, and I want to. I am celebrating 25 years as a bariatric patient this year. Big year! I just turned 60, and 25 years as a patient, and that's a big milestone, and I'm very proud of that, but even though it's been many years, um, it's still so, so clear in my mind and in my heart and in my memory about what it was like 26 years ago, when I am where many of you are in just starting to make this decision. Um, and so this is a picture of me when I was nine years old, kind of a chubby little gal, and then as a teen. And and this picture, when I was 44, it was my highest weight, 250. Um, and I remember so clearly how it felt that I was in a, a large group um, of people, a busy, busy room, and a man came in and, in, and identified me to somebody he was standing with by pointing across the room and saying over there it's it over there right there it's the fat woman and i heard him and it was just awful and it just, it just, all those kinds of little pains are still very clear <laughs> in my mind. And honestly, they help keep me going. Um, and so many, many years ago. So this is a picture of me again, at my highest in 1993. Um, uh, 250 pounds, unhappy, unhealthy. Um, and I, I didn't feel good, I didn't look good. I was stressed all the time. A high blood pressure, just, just a mess. And I, again, so clearly remember Making that call, I, I it felt like an alcoholic kind of because I picked up the phone and I, I called the surgeon's office, they were very well known, they've been doing surgery a long time. And um, and I, I kind of said, I need some help, and um, and it felt like it was a huge decision to make that call. So I, re- I remember what that felt like, and I also remember my consultation with the surgeon uh, with tears in my eyes saying to him please help me fix this so that was my attitude so i had um and this was 95 so long ago i had an open gastric bypass so it's been been the old school (laughs) a long time so this is my weight loss progress chart as you can see started at 250 my line straight down here to the bottom that was um my target line so if i would have lost weight um evenly i would have been right on the line but here's the cool thing about these little this chart that i use because i the, the plotting here is how i actually lost my weight okay and so anytime like it started to some people lose straight down some people plateau a little ways and then they bounce up some people plateau over a long long time and it gets kind of scary but i knew as long as i was below the line i was winning And Sure enough, I got down to my goal right here, and it was just an incredible journey This is a more from my beginning uh, And this was uh, in 2013 Um, And so that was it was just such a ride (laughs) such a great ride Um, This one I am also proud to share with you. This is my 25-year weight loss journey and you can see the craziness of this first year BAM See that first year 125 pounds exactly half of me and then over the next five years i started going that was kind of a steep back up that was kind of scary um up to 160 and then back up together back down again and then back up and i bounced around right in here year after year down a little bit i joined a really cool gym that year and back up a little bit and then we built our home and it was all crazy stress back up there and then back down again and i stay um, between 145, 150, somewhere around in there, which I'm, I'm, I'm good with. Um, I've maintained over 100 pound weight loss, my life is manageable, and this is still continues after 25 years to be one of the best decisions that I have ever made. So I am pleased to share that with you. Now, um, as, though, as you start to consider weight loss surgery, um, I want you to be thinking in your mind What is your greatest challenge or concern about? What's going on in your mind? Like, what's going to worry you? I'm going to share with you some research that I did a couple of years ago. And I I asked these questions to pre-op patients and have identified some specific things that are common among those that are right where you are as a pre-op weight loss surgery patient. Um, Here's the top three. Um, Gaining support from family and friends was a concern, insurance and financial issues, uh, and post-op issues. So let's take a look at these and and my personal ability to live a bariatric lifestyle. This was huge. Let's go into these. First of all, 6% of the pre-op patients where you are indicated that they were struggling in trying to find, um, getting support from family and friends. Now couple of things for us to discuss. Why you don't tell when you don't tell um, is uh, we hear sometimes people I've had people that have had surgery that told their husbands that they were having their gallbladder or something there was not really any you know or that they just don't want to tell and and um, I didn't tell a lot of people I mean again this was 25 years ago it wasn't on the cover of People magazine then and and kind of rare and and I I told a nurse friend after I had surgery. So I'm laying in the hospital bed and I called her and said, guess what? I just did, <laughs> you know, cause before I didn't want to hear, I didn't want to hear all of the things that people, you know, would say about it or try to talk me out of it. Uh, but there was also something back here in my mind that may be the case with, with any of you is that it's, uh, it, it was that thinking of, am I going to be the only I'd heard all the success stories and the thought in my mind, was am I gonna be the only one in the world that screws this up? Is this going to work for me? I've been on so many diets and I made such a big deal about how I was doing and then I would mess up and regain weight and it was a disaster, so you kind of maybe don't wanna tell people. Um, Our hope, of course, is that after you have weight loss surgery and you're a tremendous success, that you feel good about telling people the decision that you made. Um, the next, um, uh, getting support is concerned about other people's failures. If you start to talk about people, you may, to, to people what you're doing, you may hear people say, oh, yeah my aunt Susan did that, and she 's getting all her weight back. It was stupid, or my so and so did that oh and he 's just had a terrible, terrible time, or you know they all get their weight back. It never ever works. It works for a little while, and all of everybody I know messes up, so you start to hear those kinds of things or something that maybe enters in to those challenges. The next thought um, is that people would say you 've cheated. Oh, when I told you that I made that call to my friend from the hospital, the nurse lady, and said, "Guess what I just did?" Her response was, "Oh man, you are so lucky." I felt lucky nothing to do with this. I mean, laying here in an hospital bed, I've been cut open, and and the, feeling like that I kind of cheated, kind of took the short road. And so those kind of things are all in our conversations preoperatively. Okay, so keep those in mind. Other people feel that same way. Uh, Other concerns, um, 30% um, of the pre-op patients that we surveyed uh, indicated that they had concerns about paying for this. Um, Will my insurance company pay or not? Uh, why won't that do that? Okay, insurance. Uh, how much is it just to pay cash? We see more and more people going internationally because of the cash because of the weight because of the kind of the, the system that our, our Healthcare industry is in in, in the United States um, and so we do see them saving some money if they go internationally and And I've learned through the years that people in, in our minds as Americans I think that we think that the best Surgical care is in the United States and that's not always the case. There are some fabulous medical centers with wonderfully skilled surgeons and teams and and hospitals all around the world (laughs) that do these procedures that that are just this wonderful and very safe and very uh, very skilled and uh, world-class. so, uh, so you may, cons- some are considering that. So, uh, and next is finance. There are some companies that do financing. Uh, my insurance company would not pay for surgery. And my husband had surgery five years after I did. We had to pay cash for both of them. Uh, that was an exclusion in the policy and all of the appeals in the world would not stop that line that said, we simply don't cover this and you bought the procedure, <laughs> bought the policy anyway. So so all of these financial concerns are a worry for about a third of a third the people. We hope you have that that uh, organized and set for yourself. Next one, post-op concerns. Uh, people worried about the actual surgery. I see Karen laughing at that picture. It's <laughs> a great one, isn't it? Will it hurt? Am I gonna hurt? Is it gonna be okay? I wasn't afraid of the actual surgery until they had me laying on the gurney in the hallway and I heard the lady that went before me Screaming bloody murder, <laughs> and then I got a little upset. But it's not. It was. I don't know even what procedure she was having. But the fears, you know, so that might. You know, is it going to hurt? Uh, and so talk to people about that. It was not painful. Um, it was. It, it went slick. There was just not. Not a. It felt different after, for sure. Um, but it, that was my experience. Um, so three percent of uh, people know. Um, if, um, will it hurt when they have surgery post-operatively? They know people that have had uh, complications or problems and they wonder, when can I go back to work? So um, those kinds of things we can talk about if you have those questions. Uh, next one, will I, will I get sick um, afterwards? This was strange. Um, I remember feeling so full on this much Couldn't even be possible to fathom until you feel it, that you fill up so full. Um, And as as the months went by and I started trying this or that, yes, I got sick still at 25 years post-op. I have dumping syndrome when I eat something I shouldn't eat too quickly, uh, send those carbohydrates through too quickly. um, Absolutely still an issue. Uh, And uh, will I be able to be normal? And... um, you know we all define normal differently but it's concerning of course when when brand new pre-op patients call and say hey can i have um pasta now you know at three weeks post-op can i have a bowl of spaghetti um it goes down really easy or gravy or potatoes or whatever um and so we want very much to to be normal and to blend in for sure, Um, but uh, usually we're seeing these days that the bariatric programs are doing a wonderful job reviewing with you what to eat, what you're you're not gonna eat, they give you a very structured food plan for what you're going to, um, uh, you know, want to eat um, for the first little while uh, and then long-term, absolutely. Very, very normal life um, that we all lead. The next one, uh, what about weight regain? Another question we get from people. Uh, 24% of the people that we surveyed um, said that they they knew of someone who had regained weight. And of course, that is a worry. Um, We don't do this and go to this expense and trouble um, to be able to to just for the first year or two of honeymoon phase. We do this for a lifetime of being able to manage a successful, healthy, um, good weight, and, and live a bariatric lifestyle. That is the choice. And people do regain their weight. Um, and so, more and more, we're seeing bariatric programs that are willing to, um, to talk about that. It's hard for a surgeon saying, I have the answer for you, in the same breath to say, yeah, but you're going to regain some. And we have this other program that you can do. Um, but yes, uh, you may, you, you saw my weight loss progress. It is a long term life management to settle into exactly where you want to be Um, and there's tools for you and programs for you to help you manage that. What about hair loss? Um, people worried about that as, you a know, result of you know, lower protein, sometimes from the anesthesia, the medications that you're on. But the best answer I've heard is that I was, we we're in a support group and a surgeon was there answering questions and somebody said, what about, um, what about hair loss? Am I gonna lose my hair? And he just said, look around you. We've got 50 people in this room. Most of them are post-op bariatric patients and none of them are bald. <laughs> so they, it's manageable for sure. It was a great answer, I thought. All right, uh, next one. This was the greatest of uh, the greatest concern. Um, and I'm happy to see people thinking this way and taking this concept seriously. Um, 33% of those that we surveyed indicated that their worry was their own ability to commit to a bariatric lifestyle because of all of the things that we have tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed uh, all of these years, the, 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 in that self-talk that says, you're going to screw this up or you're probably not gonna be able to do this either. If you could eat less and exercise more, you should just be doing that. Surgery isn't gonna change that you crave chocolate at night, and you're gonna mess that up. And knowing what I'm supposed to do, so why can't I do it? So those fears and those troubles are some of the things that pre-op patients are, are going through, and I'll take some questions and comments um, here in just a little bit. So those that are considering weight loss surgery, th- this is what we find that people are doing as they're preparing for surgery. Uh, gratefully, surgeons now have more than just support groups, they also have informational sessions where you can go and ask those surgical questions, those questions that maybe support groups are, you know, are really not for those kinds of things, they're for more specific um, surgical questions, we believe. Um, so they attend surgeons' informational sessions. They do it online or live. They're attending bariatric support groups. They're attending bariatric patient conferences or events. They're doing online and social media groups. Uh, and we hope that you are doing all of those things. Um, there are wonderful resources available for you to um, to learn. You um, you of course are meeting with your surgeon and your dietitian and your the nurse and the psychologist. Maybe the exercise person all of these pre-op things that you need to do beforehand but there's something so valuable um, of being being able to talk with a bariatric patient that's already walked the walk has already been down that road and can say yes do this and here's why and this is what I learned here and here's what is how it's manifest itself in my life Um, so reach out for all of those opportunities to learn from those that have gone down this road already 82% going to informational session, should be 100, but 82%. 30% are going to pre-op support groups. Some of them are requiring pre-op support groups. Our wonderful licensees do, there's a support group online and telephonic that's free to everyone uh, every week. If somebody's doing a support group for you to check in with and you can just listen or you can participate and ask questions uh, and they're available all over. Just look on Facebook, there's wonderful groups being done. So please do that. Uh, 35% uh, at bariatric conferences. Um, And so there's three large ones um, that have, uh, back in the day, you know, in the 90s and um, early 2000s, bariatric support centers, my company, uh, we did, and I think nine years of wonderful bariatric conferences. I did three or four cruises, Um, and so uh, we don't do that anymore. I go to speak, but um, they are just wonderful events. There's the Obesity Action Coalition um, that does one once each year. There's the Weight Loss Surgery Foundation of America that does another one each year, and Obesity help still does them uh, once each year. And so these, um, I know there's others and individual um, programs that do them, but these are large, uh, wonderful events, three to 500 patients usually, vendors, classes, workshops, breakout sessions, uh, 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 celebrations, wonderful opportunities for post-op patients as well as those that are investigating. Um, I have been asked to and in a couple of them I've done uh, for newbies or pre-op patients only sessions uh, so we could answer some questions and such as they made the decision. 59% I suspect that's higher now. I did this survey a couple of years ago, I bet that's higher well now. the coronavirus is probably everybody gets everything they need online Uh, social media groups and chats online be careful um, with those because there's a lot of information out there and with our research our success habits of weight loss surgery patients the research that we that we have done through the years and and our um, uh, way of doing things things that we recommend for people I will always Always, and our licensees and support group leaders always encourage patients to defer to what, if there's ever a conflict, which there rarely is, but um, to defer to what their surgeons are saying, uh, to eat this and do that, do exactly what they are doing. So be careful what you find online, learn, educate yourself, and then uh, and then consult with your medical team, okay, before you do anything drastic. Okay, so before I go on uh, into our three essential things you must know before you have weight loss surgery, um, I'll just ask if you raise your hand or open your mic if you have any questions on behalf of those that you're, you're here for, um, or you can do it in the chat box. Any questions or comments about those things that we've learned are issues for you? All right, let's carry on. Okay, the three essentials you must know before you have weight loss surgery. We'll go into these in a little bit of detail. Uh, and as we wrap up, um, I'll send you this down with a little handout that has some, uh, these, um, uh, these great tips for you. So identify your personal whys and worries, understand maintenance and weight regain concerns, and learn what it takes to live a successful bariatric lifestyle. Let's look at these number 1 identify your personal why now the things that we're talking about here in this next session are not about choosing a surgeon they're not about a program or not about deciding on a procedure they're about you and about what brings you to this place what your history has been so far and what is your why? What is motivating your why? Now, um, you know, uh, feeling better and being healthy was surely on my list, but um, I wanted to look better and I wanted to, to be able to do things I wasn't able to do at, at that weight. Um, and so I remember I, at 250 pounds, as i always been a professional working woman, and I remember as I would meet people, I would kind of say, Oh, I'm, I'm happy to meet you. Oh, oh, well, this isn't really what I look like. <laughs> this isn't really me Because I just didn't feel like that person I was seeing in the mirror um, And so there was there was something about uh, as I started doing in professional speaking circuits and such I knew I had to get my weight in line so that I looked like What I felt like I was inside so it was part for me of coming into alignment to who I really was um, and and so it, some people um, do it for health reasons. Some people really want to look better and feel better, but they justify it for with, oh, I've got to do it because of my health. So whatever you need to do there. Um, and it's, we've seen through the years, sadly, seen through the years that there are people that are moving forward with surgery because their husband wants them to, or their, their sister did it. And thinks that, she, that you'd be so much happier if you did it and there it's coming the, the motivation is coming from outside of themselves and so as you move forward with this identify for yourself um, what are your m- m- motivations because the surgeon said so is going to wear off after a while know for the first couple of months first year first 18 months man you're gonna do what you're told you're gonna eat what they say to eat you're gonna weigh regularly you're gonna have those success habits in line do everything you're supposed to do but at some point you're gonna start to dally a little bit over here and over there and the surgeon said do it this way is no longer there for you and so there's going to be ups and downs that need to come from in here The management of those need to come from in here. Um, And so to understand your own motives and connect to those strongly. Uh, The doctor said so will wear off, I promise you. And so you need to do these things for yourself uh, and make sure that is why you're moving forward is whatever your reasons are, list them, write them down, uh, journal them. So that as the months go by, as you plateau or as you experience weight regain, you can look back on that and say, yes, This is why I did this. This is why I'm moving forward here. Next, understand maintenance and regain concerns. Um, As I I talked about uh, before, um, weight regain, um, we hear it's a tool, it's a tool, it's a tool. Well, we know that. Um, weight Regain doesn't have to be in the books for you, but for many it is. We bounce down a little bit and we come up a little bit and manage like you saw in my weight loss progress chart. Understand what's happening. Um, There's classes and workshops and webinars and books and research that helps you understand what happens when you go from this rapid weight loss time Um, when your body's in ketosis and you're losing weight like crazy and then you get closer to your goal weight and things start to Level out a little bit. You might gain a little bit Understand what's happening with your metabolism and understand for you What it is that you do and eat or don't do and don't eat that is causing you to regain weight so a lot of it is about your internalizing and understanding your own personal way of managing your weight. We we know how to lose weight. We've we've done this our entire life. But learning and we lost weight. Wow, we were told and wow. But we'll get get to a point where you need to learn how to maintain. And that's a completely different mindset how to, to become a successful long-term bariatric patient, take study, involvement in the community, and a, a research and an understanding into your own metabolism and understand what your own, um, what, how, to, how to manage that when that happens to you. Um, next, I'd identify the how and why this is gonna be different than all the other times. And this is a pre up question for people. You know, it, it, so you're the dietitian saying, I'm going to eat this much and I'm going to eat no carbohydrates or refined. I'm going to eat this and that. And this is my portion control. And this is what I'm having um, to eat. And so um, if I was going to do that, I'll just go do that. I mean, why do I need any surgery? Understand exactly why and exactly what the surgical do tool will do for you in addition to those habits and behaviors that you need to um, implement for yourself. We hear this, obesity is a disease. The sooner you recognize and understand the disease that you're dealing with, um, the, the more you'll be able to connect with the why you need to do this, not just you want to do this. But just because we've lost weight doesn't mean we are not still dealing with the the disease of obesity. It doesn't go away. Where our bodies are still way more susceptible to um, carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates. We regain weight very quickly. Because we have been obese and we have been in that category where our bodies um, became so efficient that it didn't take very much food for us to gain weight, we're still that person that our bodies know, you know, it it, it burns and it stores, and it burns and it stores, and we know how that works. And our bodies are very sensitive to some foods and calories (laughs) in. So understand more about the disease of obesity in your life and how to maintain it long-term. Next one, establish a new support group network. Um, your relationships will change in your family, in your work with your friends um, in in some good positive ways and in some ways that will be less desirable and hard for you to manage um, if you've got a, a buddy that's been your um, that has been your friend that you go out and go to di- uh, go to the movies and have the big popcorn and then you go out to eat afterwards and your eating buddy um, and then you choose to have surgery and that person doesn't and that relationships going to change I promise you and in a family um, the best example um, uh, one of the founding partners with me at VSCI Janine Hall always talks about her twin sister um, and her other sister there were three of them and they were all very heavy and then Janine um, decided to have surgery and she became the thin one and it completely upended and changed the dynamics of the entire family And that relationship with her sisters changed. And it took years to get back again to where it wasn't. The one sister, the twin, it was like like she lost all of her weight. It was like a couple of years before she ever mentioned, you look good (laughs) or I'm glad for you. (laughs) So relationships will change with your spouses. Sometimes we find that um, the uh, the most intimate relationships we have um, there may be saboteurs in there. There are people, my mom and my husband both, um, love me with food. They always have. And they want you to eat more. And they don't think you're eating enough. And I bake you a cake. It's a special day. Can't you have a little bit? Uh, my husband still, to this day, and he's a patient, still, buys me little mints and puts them by my bed. <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> um. And so there's people we call them intimate saboteurs, and so watch for those. And one of the greatest uh, lessons that we that we um, have um, it talks about intimate saboteurs and about how in a relationship changes and how important it is to that if you don't explain to the people around you how specifically how you need them to support you in your change they will continue to support you in being the same okay so let me say that again you need to be the one that reaches out to all the people in your network of life all your relationships and say you know i've made this decision and this is essential for me this is a non-negotiable i need to eat this way i've committed to doing x y and z And you can support me by doing this and that. And it is hard for me when you do this and that. You're responsible to have that conversation with them as your relationships change, because they will. They will change. Intimate saboteurs lurk. Most successful patients stay engaged year after year after year. They're still connected to this community. They're still online. They're still getting newsletters. They're still going to patient conferences. They're still checking in with their surgeons. They're still weighing regularly. They're still connected and involved in the bariatric community. So that's going to be an important thing um, because it is. Such a unique journey um, for to live as a person of size for so many years and then rapid weight loss and then manage that. We're a unique group of people. And so it's essential for us, I believe, for our long-term maintenance and success to stay connected and to develop relationships with people who get that, who understand our whys, who understand what it feels like to have lost a lot of weight and then gain 10 pounds. Um, the, the, the bariatric community is filled with people who get that. (laughs) So stay connected and start now to establish those kinds of relationships and those kinds of connections with people. Join some support groups, join us online, subscribe to our newsletters, start participating in some of the, um, the online resources and the support groups that are available beyond what's offered with your surgical program. There's some wonderful support groups um, out there. Lisa Marie, I know that she's on with us. Fabulous support groups all the time. Um, she, she does, she does so fun. She has a video camera in her car and just tells you what's what for the day. Uh, and it's had years of success. And it's so fun to follow and watch, connect with those people. Um, and of course, all of our licensees, I need to mention that we need to make sure that, that you know we have licensees that teach our materials, that do free support groups, that are bariatric coaches, um, that are bariatric, uh, or bariatric educators have fabulous resources for you down the road. Uh, Prepare for a lifetime of learning. Um, I I still hear so often that bariatric surgeons, and they're doing better and better, absolutely, in providing longer term care uh, for patients. If you go to bariatric websites, so often what you see as bariatric education is the different types of surgeries that we do and what you're gonna need after surgery and what that road looks like. And more and more are getting some, uh, they're uh, connecting with the, the longer term bariatric lifestyle and providing some additional resources for those That are out a number of years, Um, support groups for many years. Early on, we're all about the newbies, and so we're grateful when they've expanded that a little bit, so that we recognize the need for a lifetime of learning. Um, You know, do you regain weight, or you struggle with this? You have questions with that. Simply going back to two ounces is not going to be your answer. Answer: We need to learn more about managing uh, your weight. As I mentioned before, maintenance is a completely different mindset. We know about the losing. It's the maintaining and the thin thinking mentality that is new (laughs) for us, um, which is why we did this. Uh, So the bariatric lifestyle requires constant maintenance, um, and we need to have learning beyond the initial weight loss, okay?